This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. So uh, this week for basketball has been pretty crazy. Um, there's been a lot of transfer stuff going on. The play-in to start for the NBA, which is, I don't know. I'll, I'll get into it here in a bit. Um, a bunch of other stuff is going on, like uh, recruiting stuff, NBA draft, Who's get who's in, who's out, who's re- maintaining eligibility, who is just saying I am going to the draft, um, all that, and uh, yeah, been kind of a busy week for me, so haven't been able to like, well, how do I want to say this? I haven't been able to like stay on top of things as much as I wanted to. I had an exam this week. I am going on two trips this week. I went to South Bend yesterday. Today I'm recording this. Then I'm going to Detroit on Saturday. So, um, yeah, tons of stuff going on. I've been busy. Basketball's been busy. Uh, We're just going to go over through it and talk about it. So uh, jump into it. Okay, so let's start with the plans. The plan is fine to me. Uh, I like how competitive it makes it because, you know, you are playing in to the tournament for the NBA. But it's kind of... I think I've said this about plans for the NCAA tournament. I don't know why we have them other than just to have, have them to make more money. I understand the games are competitive. I understand that, you know, it gives teams a fighting chance. Maybe if they had injuries or something, they can get in. But why? Why? Just if you're, if you're not in the top eight in your conference, you didn't make the playoffs. End of story. That's just how it is. That's how it's been for so long. Um, I know the plan, it made sense when it was in the bubble because so many teams were within two and a half games of making the playoffs so that they had to play it out and then they had to play into the tournament. I don't understand it now because I guess it's the same thing where it's like so many teams were within a certain amount of games. But for the bubble, the season wasn't finished. The season's finished. When the season is over, if you're not there in the top eight, you're not a top, you're not a playoff team. Um, Hawks beat the Heat 116-105. The Heat have been, I mean, you know, they've kept the same core, like Bam, Hero, Butler. They added Kyle Lowry. And it just hasn't done anything, honestly. I don't know where the issue is. I don't think that it's Spolstra. I mean, it's completely possible. I mean, he's been there so long. Maybe you want to try something new, but at the same time, he took you to the finals in 2020. And also, he's Eric Spolster, considered like one of the best coaches at the league. So, I don't know. The Hawks adding DeJounte Murray really did help them, I think, overcome 
all their problems. Everyone's saying that like the Hawks are starting to struggle. Trey Young might want out. Um, they win in the play-in. I'm not. I think that in this situation, if well, that's the. I pulled the right picture here. So that was between the seven eight. So now the Hawks get the eight seed. The Heat are still alive because they play the winner of Bulls-Raptors, which was the Bulls. The Raptors completely choked. They missed 18 free throws, I think. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's daughter was screaming, and apparently she had 36 screams on 18 missed free throws. That's a pretty good percentage, honestly, because usually that none of that works. Um, but yeah, so... Heat still have another chance. They're going to play the Bulls. Bulls are another team that I think a lot of people were surprised by. You know, they have Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic. Um, but it's not working out, and I can't explain why. I think I they have a good young core that I like. Maybe Kobe White wasn't the right pick a couple years ago. Um, Patrick Williams seems to be doing fine. I think he – is he still on the team? Yeah, let me let me check because he might. I think he might have got traded. Nope, still part of the Bulls. Um, and I mean, this year, ten points, four rebounds, one point two assists. I hear about him all the time, so I assume that he's doing just fine. So coming up next, we're gonna have Heat Bulls, as I mentioned, and that winner of that. Oh, I'm sorry, the Hawks get the seven seed. The winner of Bulls Heat gets the eight seed, and they get to go against the Bucks. That's the other thing with play-ins. Why wear a team out so much to make the one seed? Their path is easier now through that. But a team that's not rested, especially, I mean, in the for both team circumstances, they have they're playing two games before they meet the Bucks in a seven-game series. And the playoffs begin on Saturday. So all this is getting done quick. And yeah, it's just, to me, it just seems so backwards. And like, why make an eight seeds job harder? You should, in a way, you should be kind of making a one seeds job harder. I think the WNBA does that where I think they reseed after every, no, that actually does make it easy. In a way, it makes it easier for them. I don't know. To me, it seems like that a one seed should be tested further than have a team that's just played two games on three nights. I don't know, man. Just weird to me. And then Lakers, Timberwolves played. Lakers get the seven seed. They go up against the Grizzlies, which everyone's talking about should be a good matchup. I agree. Uh, so now, and then the Thunder beat the Pelicans after Brandon Ingram's incredible heroic performance, trying to will them to a win, and he had 30 points. Unable to do so. So now it'll be Timberwolves-Thunder for the eight seed to play the Nuggets. And I don't know. Like, the whole Gobert thing is a little weird for the Timberwolves. Like, Gobert traveled with the team to L.A., but he didn't play because he punched Kyle Anderson. Um, 
I think that is just going to throw them off so much that the Thunder would get in. Now, I honestly think that's worse for the Nuggets. This Thunder team is extremely young, but they have really good raw talent. Shea Gildas-Alexander, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, one of the Jalen Williams um, incredible players. And yeah, I'm excited for I'm excited for both those matchups. I know at like this time of the year, the playoffs, I don't really start to watch. You know, I kind of watch Eastern Conference Finals or Conference Finals on maybe. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm excited. I like that matchup of Timberwolves Thunder. You know, and to see who plays the Nuggets. I mean, that's that's good. That's a good matchup. So. If it plays out the way I think it would, the West would be Nuggets against Thunder. The 4-5 is Suns-Clippers, which is a great matchup in my opinion. I think the Suns will take that, but it's a good matchup. Um, Let's see. 3-6, Kings-Warriors. I know everyone's been with the Kings all year, and I like the Kings. I like De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis. Um, The Warriors are hitting their stride. And that's scary. You know, when a, when the Warriors hit their stride in the playoffs, that's not it's not favoring well for opponents. Well, I would root for the Kings in that. I would either way that that series can go either way. It'll probably go seven. And then two seven Grizzlies Lakers, which again will be a good matchup. And then I'll say I'll say the Heat take it in over the Bulls just because they played, they played pretty well against Atlanta. They just couldn't get it done. So I think they'll play the eight. Facing the Bucks. Bucks will take that. Um, four, five, Cavs, Knicks. I have the Cavs in that. I just don't have faith in the Knicks. Never have, really. Ne- probably never will. Um, they, got a surpri- they might surprise me, though. Three, six, Sixers, Nets. The Sixers will Take that. Joel Embiid's going to be MVP. James Harden's having an incredible year that no one talk, that no one's talking about. And then the 2-7 Hawks-Celtics. Celtics take that, in my opinion. So for the finals, God, this is always tough because I don't think the Nuggets have, can be that sustainable throughout the playoffs. The Suns are a good pick, maybe. Warriors, you can't all, you can't ever count them out. And for some reason, the Grizzlies have been so all over the place. I don't have faith in them. I don't think the Lakers can do it. I don't really think the Clippers either. The Kings, no, they play the Warriors. Can't really count them out. I'll go Suns. And then it's hard for me not to say Bucks in this. So a rematch of 2021. And I think that'd be incredible. Kevin Durant against the Bucks. That would be a great series. I'd love to see that. I'm going Suns, Bucks. And I think just because Kevin Durant may just be getting back into it, like play play wise and remember and all the plays and all that. I think the Bucks would take it again, but it would either go six or seven. Like that'd be a really good series. 
All right. College basketball. Weird, weird stuff going on. A lot of transfer stuff. Uh, people going to the NBA. I'm just going to scroll down the homepage of the men's bas- NCAA men's basketball page on ESPN and see what I find. Michigan State. Um, bringing back really a really good team that made it all the way to Sweet 16. And they're bringing in a top recruiting class. They got Xavier Booker coming in from Cathedral. Um, an amazing player. I mean, I got to see him. I didn't see him in person. I watched him on ESPN one night. Uh, it was in the tournament at Laporte. I think they were playing a team from Ohio, maybe. Um, but he did good. I mean, he did great. He didn't really jump out to me, but he still did good. Uh, so they got him coming in. They got other players coming in. Malik Hall stays. Tyson Walker stays. Uh, Tyson Walker can hit any shot he wants and when it's in clutch time. It's ridiculous. And Malik Hall is just, you know, he's been in and out. He was, he was injured part of the way through the season. He came back a little late. So, um, yeah, them coming back is huge for them. Yeah, I, I'm not excited for Michigan, to play Michigan State next year at all. IU gets a center from Oregon, so they replace Trace Jackson Davis. So he, I doubt he'll have the production of Trace Jackson Davis, but they replace him. Let's see here. A lot of people coming back. Southern, I ex, you, you expect, right? I mean, with NIL and the opportunity to make at some points make more money in college than you can in the pros. Um, but there's different effects on I did not foresee, which um, we'll get into that later. Jeremy Roach is going to enter the NBA draft, but he's going to keep his eligibility. Uh, Donovan Klingon from Connecticut staying. Oscar Sheboy is going to enter the draft, but he's keeping his eligibility open. Gonzaga's landing transfers. Jordan Hawkins is off to the NBA. Makes sense. Lead the team in the national championship. You're good to go. Caleb Love going to Michigan. Uh, the state of Michigan is going to be a tough road to get through when it comes to basketball next year because Michigan State bringing back everyone, like I said, and adding Xavier Booker. And now, even though that Hunter Dickinson is transferring and Kobe Bufkin is going to the draft. Caleb Love is joining a very good young core that is just going to get better in Michigan. And who knows? I think that the way that the transfer portal works now, you can like go back on it. Maybe Hunter Dickinson stays. I don't know. Um, but it was surprising me because I remember all I was hearing from Caleb Love was Indiana, Missouri. I was thinking Kansas would be a good spot. Um, but yeah, Michigan, I mean, Jawan Howard doing his thing, get, get this recruits. So yeah, Caleb love an excellent pickup for Michigan. Not excited to play him twice next year. Not going to be fun at all. Jaime Hawkes is entering the draft. Makes sense. Ryan Nemhard is transferring, which is tough for Creighton because, you know, you make it to the elite eight, um, the foul at the end by Nemhard, uh, is rough. Um, but it was a foul. But now for him to transfer just like that, 
it's that's the thing about the transfer portal where it's like you can get a really good recruit, someone who, you know, once says again, I'm gonna stick to it, you know, we're gonna win a championship. Then you make it to the Elite Eight, you know, top eight team in the country, and you, your top player transfers. I don't know how that makes sense, but I don't know. Uh, from what I've seen, I think Crystal Ball on 247 has Nemhard going to Arizona, which would be amazing if Arizona didn't have so many transfers leaving. Uh, Jameson Battle says he's going to go to Ohio State. I mean, go from Minnesota. Just stay in the Big Ten. Sure, you have good, good enough production in the Big Ten. Uh, let's see here. Arizona's Kirk Creesa goes to West Virginia. That's crazy. This may be some kind of older news, but, you know, we missed a little bit last week. Um, Zach Eady, unanimous player of the year. Any award that he was up for, he won it. An incredible achievement. Um, so, so happy, you know. Be a Purdue fan. I'm going to be honest. At the beginning of the year, getting ready for that uh, Phil Knight invitation, Phil Knight legacy tournament, I didn't have a lot of faith in Purdue. I was looking at it. I'm like, man, Edie is our number one option. It's kind of tough because, you know, we, we've we had Ivy last year. And it's like we didn't have, like, a clear number two. I'm like, Edie is a great number two option. But as a number one with not as much – I'm not sure. Braden Smith Fletcher Lawyer killed it this year. I mean, I know they hit a wall around February, but I mean, freshmen, they're freshmen, guys. Uh, but Edie, an incredible player, someone who I don't think anyone would want him in the NBA, but we'll see what happens. He can kill workouts and be a first round pick just like that. I mean, that's how the workouts go. I would expect him to stay next year, but now that I've said that, he's going to leave. So good job on that, Everhart. Um, yeah, I mean, Edie is a, is a great player. I'm definitely going to miss him when he's gone, whenever he does leave. But, uh, yeah, definitely an all-timer. I mean, it's him and Big Dog. Those are Purdue's All-Americans. Incredible. And Rick Mao. But, I mean, unanimous. I mean, that's that's Big Dog and Zach Edie. Tyler Wall is returning for a fifth season, going with staying at Wisconsin. Derek Lively is going to enter the draft. And it was somewhere down here. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, I got to find it here real quick. Had to do... Hang on one second. Here it is. All right, Kyle Filipowski is going to stay at Duke. Um, someone who people are saying he's probably going to carry this Duke team. Did a really good job um, throughout the year, but he's staying. Derek Lively is going to leave. I think Whitehead is going to leave as well. And those were expected. Those were like number one and two players in the country. Um, Filipowski is going to stay. And so here's where I'm saying this is what I did not see from transfer portal NIL stuff where people people are more likely to stay 
Mackenzie Mbako, I think I'm saying that right. Top 10 recruit was committed to Duke, signed his letter of intent, has asked for release from that letter of intent. Filipowski stays, now a top 10 recruit is available because, I mean, that's a roster spot. And uh, the same, if they're around the same position, Filipowski's probably going to win that out because uh, he's has the experience. He's been in that system a whole more, a year longer. It's an incredible thing that I did not even think about to where does this guy go to the G League now? Does he? What school does he pick? Does he open it back up, or is he just going to go to the G League? He's a top ten recruit. I feel like he can do that. Um, I don't. I don't. No idea. Let me see. Now he plans to reopen his recruitment. Great appreciation and respect for the Duke coaching staff and fans and for their interest in me. I feel there will be other places to, for me to continue my basketball junior journey. So we reopening the recruiting process to all schools. Highest ranked prospect in Duke's number two recruiting class. Considered number two power forward in 2023 class and number eight overall in the ESPN top 100. He committed last April. Shires bring back starters, Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell, and now Filipowski. Roach declared for the draft, but he did maintain his eligibility, like we said. So, stuff going down in Durham. Mbako is back open to every school. I'll Let me go to ESPN 100. Nope, not ESPN NBA. ESPN Top 100 Basketball. And I will see... I mean, obviously, I think everyone is. So it says Mbako is still signed with Duke. They probably have not released him yet. Other schools. Auburn, George Washington, Georgetown, LSU, Maryland, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Robert Morris, St. John's, TCU, UCLA, UConn go, could go to defending national champs, and UMass. Um. Names, schools that initially jump out at me. Georgetown has got Ed Cooley. I mean, an incredible coach in the Big East. In Georgetown, we talked about a couple weeks ago. I mean, Georgetown was like the school back in the day. I think Ed Cooley can make it that again. Imagine him going there. Ohio State, I think, would be big, especially if, you know, if Bronny James goes to Ohio State. Like, I think people are thinking he's going to do. Um, then that could be an option. That would be an incredible tandem, and the Big Ten would be incredibly tough, tougher than usual. Uh, St. John's, I mean, you got Rick Pitino. TCU, I mean, they made it, what, two rounds in a tournament? UCLA is just UCLA. I mean, that's a good school. UConn, again, defending national champs. Uh, yeah. So an incredible scout grade, 93, eighth overall. Third in his state, second in his position. He was behind in his state. DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw were both going to Kentucky. And incredible. I, I saw again something I didn't even think about happening is that a player stays and that, rec- that affects recruiting. It makes sense, but 
for it to happen at this scale is incredible. So, with that being said, I think that will be it for this week. Just want to thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah, sorry about uh, not being as prepared for this one. Again, I was busy all week. But uh, I will try to fix that for next week. Hopefully, i got some projects coming up that i got to get done. So, got to have that priority for graduation. But be sure to follow me on Twitter, at DEverhart00. And I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.